The Mystery of Inspiration by Neville Goddard Inspiration is a divine action which qualifies the individual to receive and communicate sacred revelation. The prophets, apostles, and incurrent eyewitnesses are those who receive such inspiration. The prophets' visions are foreshortened. They see as present what is really future, prophesying of the grace that is to be yours. They searched and inquired what person or what time was indicated by the Spirit of Christ in them. When they predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glory, it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. The apostles are sent by the risen Lord to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament and to share their experiences with all. Individual man, having been conditioned to believe that God is somewhere in space, as someone on the outside, cannot believe that everything he beholds is within his own human imagination but it is. We are told, He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. If Christ is in you, although your body is dead, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will raise you also through his Spirit within you. Matthew 10 and Romans 8. The first quote from Matthew tells you that God is in you. For the writers of the New Testament identify the Christ who governs your life with Jehovah, who inspired the prophets. Paul tells us that Christ is in you, although your body is dead. This I know to be true. I have stopped time and witnessed how dead this body is. Time and again I have moved into a society, arrested the activity in me that causes the animation. I have entered a room to become possessed by the motion that inspires things. I have arrested this action and everything has stood still. I have walked among those present to discover they are all dead. Now I know that Paul's statement is true. If Christ is in you, although the body is dead, he who raised Christ from the dead will raise you also, through his Spirit within you. But how do I convince you that the Lord God Jehovah is actually in you? That Jehovah is dreaming he is you? And in the end will awaken as you? How do I convince you that you will witness the images the prophets use? They tell us that Christ is the rock, that you have forgotten the God who gave you birth. The prophets equate the rock with the Lord God Jehovah. This I know to be true. One day I sat in silence when quartz appeared before my vision. As I watched, The rock fragmented into numberless pieces and instantly molded itself into the human form. Seated in the lotus posture in profound meditation, 
As I realized I was looking at myself, the form began to glow. It increased in intensity until it reached the limit of translucency. Then it exploded and my vision came to its end. Now I know I am the rock that begot me. Out of that solid state of death comes life, for you put this limit of contraction and opacity called man upon yourself. At the present time, three and a half billion of us walk the earth, individualized, because the being which gives us life is asleep, believing the world is taking place independent of our perception. We do not realize that our dreams are projecting themselves on the screen of space, and that we are in conflict with our dreams. But one day God will awaken with your dead body, and when he does, all of the imagery of scripture will surround you, identifying you as the central figure of the Bible, the Lord God, Jesus Christ. Scripture is all about God, and there is no one else. God and his name are one. That name is I Am. Falling asleep, God breathed upon your body and it became animated. As he dreams your world into being, one day God will awaken and all of your confusion will end. Then you will take off your garment of death to return to the being you were before that the world was. You will be enhanced beyond your wildest dreams for there is no limit to your expansion and translucency a limit was set to contraction and opacity which is the body of death called man but your expansion and translucently translucency is limitless who would have thought that the imagery recorded in the 32nd chapter of deuteronomy was true of the rock that begot you, you were unmindful and have forgotten the God who gave you life. In this verse, God is equated with the rock that fragmented itself and is diffused in all. Although now a universally diffused individuality, the rock's name forever and ever is I Am. Every child born of woman says I Am. That is the fragmented rock. In the end, when the fragments gather together to form one being, you, wearing your face, will realize no one exists independent of your perception. For the world is contained within your own wonderful human imagination and projected by you. When I tell you what I know from inspiration, it is true, for it happened to me. And when it does, I turn to the Old Testament to find a passage in the Word of God that parallels my experience. If I do, then I have two witnesses that agree in testimony, making it conclusive. I saw myself begotten out of a rock, for the rock fragmented, then gathered itself together to form a person. I knew to be myself not the being I shave in the morning, but myself raised to the nth degree of perfection. That being was meditating me, and I must become as perfect as he is. When I am he, 
and when I am, he awakes, and I am eternal life. The one who came down into a body that was dead to dream the dream of life. Everyone is this completely diffused being. Knowing that you are, you are mentally saying, I am. And that is God's name forever and ever. Now, not everything in the Bible is inspired. Paul's passages about marriage or not. Paul confesses he is not married and wishes that everyone were as he is. But if that were true, there would be no offsprings. Paul did say it is far better to marry than to burn. In other words, it is better to have union with what he calls the marriage state than to long for such satisfaction. This was his opinion, not his inspiration. In his letter to the Romans, Paul states his opinion about the homosexual only because he forgot that in the Old Testament God made everything and pronounced it good and very good. If God made everything, then God made the homosexual, did he not? So not every word of scripture is inspired, but you will know the passages that are, for when you awake, scripture unfolds in you. It is said that, beginning with Moses and all the prophets and the Psalms, Paul interpreted to them in all these scriptures the things that concerned him. Remember, in Paul's day there was no New Testament. It was written to record the passages of the Old Testament, which were fulfilled. So when you read the New Testament, pay strict attention to any passage that is quoted by the risen Lord and take from the old, taken from the Old Testament. In the 10th chapter of John, the risen Lord says, I and my Father are one. Why do you condemn me for saying I am the Son of God? Is it not written in your law? And he quotes the 82nd Psalm, saying, I say you are gods. If it is written, ye are gods, and scripture cannot be broken. Why do you condemn me? Whom God consecrated and sent into the world? Here is the Christ in you, quoting scripture after having risen from the sleep of death. And the moment Christ awakens in you, you are the risen Christ. There is only one risen Christ, and everyone is being gathered together into that one being. Although we have different talents, everyone will know God's embrace, qualifying him for apostleship. If you are meant to experience scripture consciously, you will be sent and tell your experiences to those who will, will be drawn to you. To show them the parallel between what happened to you and what the word of God said through his inspired prophets. When the prophets inquired, they were told that they were not serving themselves, for their time had not come. But scripture has been fulfilled now, and the time is here for all to awaken. We are in the act of awakening as God, and when the visions come, they cannot be stopped. Coming suddenly and unexpectedly, their power possesses you as though something is wearing you. Then you begin to see and hear that which kings and prophets long to see, and cannot because the time has not fully come for them. As passage after passage of scripture unfolds within you, you will recognize the inspired ones as they take place. But not everything written in scripture was inspired. 
They wrote certain dietary laws based upon what they called the need of the time. But these are not inspired. These are passages in both the Old and the New Testament that were not inspired. But man made traditions which have enslaved the minds of men. We are asked, Why do you deny the word of God for the traditions of your fathers? If you are going to accept the man-made traditions, you will never know the inspired word of God. The inspired word of God comes to certain individuals because God is rebuilding his shattered temple within living stones, or with living stones. This temple is not made by human hands, but with the redeemed. When one awakens, he becomes a living stone in that one divine body. Now, if the Spirit of Christ is in you, although the body is dead, he who raised Christ from the dead will raise you also through his Spirit, which dwells in you. If his Spirit wasn't dwelling in you, he could not raise you. I know that when I awoke, there was no one there to lift me up. The wind was there, so the invisible God was present, but I saw no other garment. I awoke within myself, and when I came out, my body, lying on the bed, appeared to be dead. Have you ever been in a recovery room in a hospital? In 1952, I had my gallbladder removed, and my body was wheeled into a recovery room after the operation. When I came to, I looked at the four others who were there and thought they were dead, and we were in a morgue. While these mortal bodies we wear are dead, they are animated and seemingly alive because of the presence of God in them. That God you are. You cannot go to eternal death, and that which cannot die, for God is life. The body God wears returns to dust, out of which it was made, but you cannot die, for you are God himself. Spirit entered your body of flesh as your breath of life. At that moment, God became human, and humanity became a living being. Inspired scripture happens each time the risen Lord prepares to disappear from the visible world. His breath is his baptism with the Holy Spirit, which quickens your dead body into a life-giving spirit. Having experienced scripture, when I disappear from this world, I cannot go without for I cannot go without for containing all within myself, I must go within. This is the mystery of inspiration. You will be possessed by a vision to find yourself playing the central role in a drama that is taking place within yourself. And when the vision fades, you will search the scriptures to find the inspired word of God you have just fulfilled. When you tell your experiences to all who will listen, few will believe you, for they have been conditioned to believe in some little external Jesus Christ and prefer to remain that way. It is the Christ within man who is the hope of glory. That, that is the Christ who fulfills scripture. Having had scripture fulfill itself in me, I have interpreted to you in all the scriptures the things concerning not a man called Neville, but God's power in me called Christ. Do not be embarrassed when I tell you that you are God. Instead, walk, believing you are that important. You don't have to become arrogant, but you must assume you are God. Think about it. Stop believing in God and start believing as God. 
Do this and the visions will come to confirm your assumption. Scripture is all about Christ, the Jehovah you are. The spirit and the flesh are one. Therefore, when David appears in vision, you are revealing your true identity to yourself. This I know, for I have found David. He called me Lord. I know I am the rock that begot him. For I have played all of the fragmented parts and put them together to form David. When David calls you Father, the rock of his salvation, you will remember you are the Lord. Then you will tell salvation's story. And if God is still asleep and those who hear, they will think you are mad. That's all right, as all inspired men, being judged by the garment they wear, will appear mad to those who hear them. When you claim you have a spirit, you will be called mad, just as it is said of the risen Christ in the 10th chapter of John. Today, as in the past, people believe scripture will be fulfilled in a secular manner. But while occupying their garment of death, everyone will individually fulfill God's word. You are destined to know the power of stopping and starting time. Possessed by the spirit, you will be taken into a room, knowing intuitively who you are and the power you are feeling. You will arrest that activity within you, and everything will stand still as you examine that which was so alive and seemingly independent of your perception. Only a moment ago, you will discover it is all dead. Then, releasing their activity in your imagination, everything will once more become animated and continue its purpose. If a bird was in flight when you arrested it, it will continue to fly when released. If someone is carrying food to a table when arrested, although you can keep them in that position for as long as you like, when you release the power you know yourself to be, they will continue to serve the meal as if nothing had happened. Can you imagine doing that? I tell you it is true. But as long as you identify yourself with the body of death and believe it is you, you will not realize you are your own hope of glory. The body you care for and keep well is dead, while I, the awareness who entered it, am a living being who will experience scripture while in this dead body. I came into the world and took upon myself the body of a slave, when I was born into the likeness of man. Now, wearing the human form, I am obedient unto death, even death upon the cross as man. While in this state I will experience a word, I inspire the prophets to write, for I am the God in you. Having created an incredible adventure, I prophesied that I would die and overcome death, the prophecy has been fulfilled and I will continue or and will continue to be fulfilled in all. For I am God, capable of overcoming my last enemy, which is death. I will awaken in my grave and come out unassisted to find myself greater than I was before the adventure. Those who think of me in terms of the outer form I wear will see the things that were foretold, but not but not me, for I am spirit, and cannot be seen with the mortal eye. Having eyes that see not, and ears that hear not, I will give them eyes that they may see, and for ears that they may hear what kings and prophets long to see and hear, but cannot. A retreat will not cultivate inspiration. It does not come that way. The fire that rises within you is the same fire that descends like a bolt of lightning and split you in two. 
You cannot consciously lift this power through contemplation. Only he who first descended can ascend into the kingdom of heaven. Descending like a bolt of lightning, the curtain of the temple is split, releasing a spirit that was trapped inside. Then your power is raised back into the heavenly state from which you came. For you are the God of Scripture who said, I say you are God, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you will die like men and fall as one man, O princes. From now on, think of yourself as spirit, not flesh and blood. People are so proud of their physical line. Yet if they knew its background, they might be ashamed of it. Many a person has paid a fortune to trace his lineage and then spent another fortune to forget it. Recently, I read of a questionnaire which was sent out to various church officials in England asking what they thought was going to happen to them when they died. One minister replied, I assume I will enter into the joy of the Lord, but why bring up such an un unpleasant subject? This is true the world over, because man does not know he is immortal and cannot die. You came into a world of death. The body you now wear will return to dust from where, from whence it came, but you, its occupant, cannot die. Rather, you will simply dream yourself into another body of death, animated in a terrestrial world like this, and can you continue to do the same things you are doing here. You will be in an, in an environment which the depths of your being finds best suited for what he still wants to do, and you will continue doing it until you awaken in that garment and fulfill scripture. Then you will take off your garment of death and return to the glory that was yours before that the world was. We knew each other intimately before we descended, and we will know each other just as intimately when we take off all of these masks and descend. In this world we wear separate individual bodies, but in eternity we form the one body. We are many yet one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In that state there will be only one Lord, one God, and Father of all, and all form that one. No matter what type of dreams an individual has, in the end they will be but dreams. For when he awakes and returns, we will love him as dearly as we did before the descent. Inspiration is a gift of God, which cannot be acquired, because God is in you. Scripture is inspired from within. At the present time, Christ, God's power and wisdom, is personified as you. Although the body you wear is dead, he who raised Christ from the dead will raise you also. Christ in you is the one who rises. His spirit is your breath. Breathing his inspiration, you hear and feel the wind. Then you who radiate the glory of that God, breath will awaken as God himself. Now let us go into the silence. <laughs> 